Welcome to The Ether. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, the Evmos Weekly Community Call. Let's take a listen. As we're waiting to get started, please don't hesitate to go over to the Discord and put some questions in the Council Q&A channel so that they can be read out and answered by our team live on the call. Uh, Also, if you want to ask a question on stage, feel free to raise your hand and we'll bring you up here. But I think for now we can get started. Welcome everyone to the strongest community call in the cosmos. We have a stacked agenda for you guys today. Uh, First up, we're going to talk about updates on the Evmos timeline and when we're planning to go live. In addition to that, um, we are going to talk about what things will look like at launch. So not only when launch will happen, but what is the actual plan for launch? Following that, we'll uh, be able to bring up uh, some of our beloved partners in the ecosystem. Uh, We'll talk about the dApps they'll be deploying at most. And following that, we'll talk about some of the post-launch integrations that we have in mind. But obviously, most of the focus will be on the first half of the of the community call as we don't want to sort of veer off too far into the future. Uh, all right, so I guess first off, let's not keep everyone waiting. We can talk about our current latest plans for when Evnos. Fede or Akash, do you guys want to take this away? Yeah, definitely. Again, hi everyone. Uh, really excited for this community call and give you some updates on our timelines and uh, what we've been working. 
Uh, Fede, it looks like you've been cut off for me. Akash, could you confirm? Can you hear Fede? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing the same thing. Uh, uh, I don't hear you anymore, Fede. Looks like we lost Fede. Akash, do you want to take over? Yeah, sure. So we have quite a few updates. Um, I guess to start. Uh, we have the plan of upgrading the testnet uh, that's currently deployed uh, this week. And um, the reason why we're opting for upgrade uh, in this case is so that we can kind of just leave the deployments that are on the testnet as is and uh, sort of speed up the QA timeline for us and our partners. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have basically one to two weeks to 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 test out what's uh you know what's on there and uh test out kind of the claims functionality um and whatnot uh if everything goes well with the test nets uh you know we'll, we'll basically move forward with a mainnet launch uh the following week uh so after these one to two weeks um and uh Essentially, there's a few things that come with, uh, you know, come with the, the mainnet launch occurring, which is we're, of course, going to extend the claiming period uh, so that, you know, people have plenty of time to claim. So initially it was 30, it was basically like 30 days until decay starts. And then I believe 60 days of decay. So you kind of have like a total of 90 days to claim some of the airdrop. Um, we're basically going to just extend the initial 30 days until the decay so that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to like panic about the timelines. Uh, there, there will be sort of a uh, sufficient time to go and claim your airdrop and, and whatnot. And uh, lastly, um, you know, people are also wondering about the, the um, chain reset versus continue from the block height. Uh, so we're going to publish a data report with our findings of, you know, what happened in the first epochs of the chain so that, uh, you know, we can kind of make as informed of a decision as possible. Uh, I think it's important to kind of look at the data holistically and decide, hey, is this, you know, is this data like, you know, messed up beyond any recognition or are we able to move forward given that, you know, this data is correctable, aka, you know, if, if a couple of accounts maybe got a bunch off of epoch one, epoch two. Can we make corrections across the rest of the accounts to basically compensate for that situation and whatnot? So it's going to be a data-driven decision, uh, and we've made some progress on the data science there. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the timeline updates for Evmos launch. Wow, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Is Evmos team finally giving a timeline? I thought it never happened. So just to summarize what I think I'm hearing, this week uh, from uh, those who've been following the GitHub, uh, Fede and the core team have been merging a ton of PRs that fix a bunch of issues that cropped up uh, during the initial launch and also are making quality of life improvements to the way the chain works so as to provide the smoothest experience possible to users and also reduce the number of foot guns available for users to end up with locked funds. Uh, so that's, that's what I've seen through my observation. 
And uh, it sounds like this week we want to get those releases live on the test net, which is not an easy thing to do, um, especially the upgrade mig and state migration process. But we're going to get that live on the test net this week give partners enough time to test their integrations, to test their deployments. And then if all goes well, follow up with uh, a mainnet upgrade the next week. So I think roughly if all goes well, what I'm hearing is end of next week is when we should expect mainnet to come back. But of course, unexpected things may happen. And so it'll be plus or minus a week, likely plus. Give it, give it a week leeway after that. So we're targeting, what is that? Like first week of April, maybe an additional week after that if we find additional problems that need fixing. That's exciting stuff. And I hear, you know, we're going to be also increasing the, the claims window uh, and pushing out the decay period just to give people enough time to, uh, to claim their airdrop. Uh, to make up for all of the lost time that, that people that uh, people didn't get time to, to claim otherwise. Uh, one last point that Akash mentioned is about the data report. I guess this is important because we want to make sure that the community is following along with us every step of the way and to make sure that not we're not making uh, decisions sort of in a vacuum. Uh, we want to make sure that when we make the decision to continue the chain, which is, you know, as everyone, as we announced last week, the decision, the outcome that we are leaning towards as a team, we want to make sure that when we make that decision, that the community is, is side by side with us and sort of agrees with that decision. And we want to make sure that uh, we're not the only one making the call. Um, so, you know, obviously as, as more data reveals itself, we're sharing that with validators, and also we'll be publishing a report to the community um, for that accountability. Cool, so that's that. If you have any questions, like I mentioned, feel free to ask in the Discord. Uh, if you have any questions on the launch timelines or on the data report, um, and like I mentioned, we'll answer that live at the end of the call. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is on the day of launch, whenever that happens, what is the chain going to look like? What should users expect? Akash, do you have any information on that? Yes. So there's a couple things uh, that you should look forward to. One is, you know, there will be gotrec.com, which is our, our dashboard for claiming the, the, the rec drop. So that dashboard will be end-to-end -end ready. Uh, when we initially launched, it was kind of like, you know, we, we, we were expecting like, hey, you know, take a couple of days to kind of get it end-to-end -end ready. And uh, what, ended, what ended up happening is we, we saw a lot of incidents pop up in our face and our, our engineering resources had to go towards those incidents instead. And uh, our dashboard plans had to be rearranged. So with the testnet, uh, like QA and, you know, basically having the dashboard functionality ready before launch, we're able to just have the end-to-end -end experience for claiming ready, so that'll be available. The next thing that um, that I want to talk about is ledger support. 
to a lot of people were asking about, hey, you know, like I, you know, I want to use my hardware wallet on, you know, Kepler or whatever wallet I, I, I use. And, um, you know, there, there will be hardware wallet support. And the way, the way that it'll end up working is if you want to use a hardware wallet with Evmos, like at launch, uh, you will need to basically claim your tokens to a MetaMask Ledger wallet. So um, the reason this is, is because in order for us to upstream Ledger support to Kepler, uh, so, so first and foremost, to be clear, like Kepler is not our wallet, right? It's like, it's, some, it's, it's someone else's wallet. Uh, and we don't have the final say on whether or not, you know, something gets in or not. But they've been kind enough to let us, you know, push push like, you know, our, our cutting edge changes upstream to Kepler and, and have beta releases underneath it. Uh, but the problem with ledger support is that it's actually a very like, um, it, it changes a lot of the Kepler code base significantly to where, you know, they have to be involved in order for us to have ledger support. So Kepler won't have ledger support at launch, but we're working on getting it soon after. But what does that mean for claimers? That just means that like when you claim, instead of claiming to, you know, so first you won't be able to claim to a ledger uh, address on Kepler, but you'll be able to claim to a ledger address on MetaMask. And on ledger um, with MetaMask, oh, sorry, with Kepler, there will not be like an address that shows up for you. Uh, because if, if you do that, then, you know, your funds will go to that address on on uh on kepler and you might end up sending to like a wrong address and we've ensured that you can't do that anymore uh through a couple you know hot fixes that we made um and there will be guides for this if you want to like continually use a hardware wallet uh with Atmos. the next thing is uh staking uh we're, so so staking rewards uh are going to be initially disabled and we're going to re-enable them and the reason is uh, because we want to give the time, we basically want to give time for the network to stabilize. Uh, and we also want to make sure that like the rewards, um, you know, that people are getting uh, are more so evenly distributed. So we want to give time for the claims process to like restart. People kind of get their claim. And then once they get their claim, you know, there's no new tokens being minted for some time. So, you know, everybody kind of re like there's, there's kind of like an equilibrium that occurs where, you know, everybody kind of gets their claim. Then when staking is enabled, people can stake. And then the scheduled kind of token supply is more like equitably like distributed over time. Um, the next thing is the EVM will be enabled. So initially uh, the EVM has some problems when we launched. Uh, and this was because of another mod app module we had that um, basically had uh, dependencies on the EVM module. So whenever things would run, it would actually run the logic in this other app module, and this other app module would basically break the EVM. So when we when we relaunch, uh, the EVM will be enabled. You will be able to deploy smart contracts. You will be able to interact with DeFi apps and NFTs, etc. And then the last thing is, I think um, the last thing is withdrawal. Uh, Nick, do you have uh, do you 
you have more details on this? Yeah. So basically, we mentioned locked funds uh, a little earlier in this community call. Some users during the initial the initial launch uh, managed to uh, through you know third party dashboards they managed to stumble on a foot gun uh, to which locked their funds in invalid accounts um, on Evmos, unfortunately. Uh, and not to get too much in the weeds uh, with this, but this was due to the choice of, of key types, of key derivation paths that Evmos uses versus the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and so the solution that the team has come up with and partly why we've taken our time with pushing new code um, is because we've been working on this withdrawal feature. And we really wanted this withdrawal feature to be there uh, on day one when we relaunch, uh, when the network goes live again. And that's what, what, uh, uh, what the withdrawals feature is. If you hear withdrawals or recovery, it's basically a mechanism for users to withdraw their funds uh, from a lost account. Yeah, so, so you know, um, I think, yeah, I think withdraw is kind of like a, a bit of a complex name. Uh, so if we unwrap it a bit more, uh, basically this is, this is just letting people who had stuck funds, uh, have a recovery path for, you know, recovering those funds. It'll be kind of a first class feature within, uh, the dashboard itself, um, or able to detect, you know, if you, if you, if you basically have stuck funds underneath, like, you know, an address that you sent it to. So. Let's say, you know, let's say you were victim to like the ledger issue where it's like uh, I sent maybe um, I sent some money to this invalid ledger address that I had in Kepler uh, because of the, you know, the, the guides that um, kind of told you to do so. Uh, then basically, you know, there's a path to recover given that you own the Cosmos and Osmosis equivalent of that invalid address on Emos. And if that doesn't make sense, don't worry. The dashboard will kind of guide you through and we'll post guides on like how to recover. Uh, it'll be pretty clear when we launch. Great. So we just covered a ton of stuff. Akash, do you know if the Kepler postmortem was published that would explain sort of most of this, these issues? Or is, or is that not, uh, not up yet? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we published another postmortem, which is in our mainnet repo for Kepler. And this just goes over like kind of what went wrong uh, with when we when we uh, upstreamed the Kepler stuff, um, and we corrected we corrected pretty much all the issues in that in that postmortem, and we root caused it completely. Um, we have a couple more postmortems that we're going to go through, which is uh, just like the claimings process. You know, um, that one's still in draft. Uh, we have one for kind of MetaMask related issues, which is um nearing completion and then we have another one for uh the evm hooks that uh that basically broke the evm module uh so we still have a couple more postmortems to go through and uh we're releasing them over time uh we just every time we do this we kind of go through internal review with the team to make sure that like you know this that this doesn't happen again and we learn from it and then once we do that uh we assign kind of action items to people and uh from there we kind of just post it publicly and then people can kind of see and also learn about um you know what what went wrong and 
if anybody in the community happens to launch a blockchain, they can also kind of like pick up some, you know, breadcrumbs of knowledge from this. Great. So we're going to talk to, we're going to shift gears and talk to our partners, uh, our ecosystem partners in a second. But just to summarize everything that's been said, and I'm just noticing here that this, uh, this community call is, is, has really high attendance. So uh, I hope we're hitting uh, the mark on everyone's questions. And if we're not, please feel free to ask your questions in the Discord or raise your hand to speak and we'll bring you up. Um, but just to summarize all of Akash's points, the plan for mainnet launch sounds like the following. Uh, the dashboard is going to be ready and it's going to minimize all the foot guns uh, that users might uh, might otherwise experience. Uh, ledger support uh, through Kepler, I mean, through MetaMask, it's already supported. Ledger is already supported 100%. But Ledger is not supported through Kepler. And we want to make sure that our Ledger users are able to claim. And so there's going to be a mechanism uh, to, to claim uh, airdrops for Ledger users who use Kepler. Um, you're not going to be able to directly claim though through through Ledger plus Kepler. Uh, there's going to be a mechanism to migrate your claims to a different account. More on that soon in a guide. Uh, staking rewards, uh, basically inflation, is going to be disabled in the spirit of fairness, so that uh, users are able to claim. Uh, at their own pace, and then governance will re-enable inflation once we think enough time has passed for people to claim uh, their rewards. Uh, EVM will be enabled, uh, so you know, uh, DAP teams will be able to deploy smart contracts uh, right off the bat, and the uh, recovery mechanism is going to be available for users who have funds locked in invalid accounts. <clears throat> Cool. Well, thanks for that, Akash. That was a ton you just uh, went through. Uh, let's move over to talk to uh, the folks uh, at XSwap. What's going on? Hello. Hey there. Can, we also have... can you hear you? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, we also have... Nice to be on the call. Yeah. Pleasure's ours. Thanks for hopping on. We also uh, we also have Kinesis on the call. How's Hello, it going, everyone. folks? Hi, guys. Hey there. Uh, and then I think we also have Albert from Crossland. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Thanks, all three oh, cool. of you, for hopping on. Uh, and I see Cronus in the audience. If you also want to join us, that'd be fine. Um, just raise your hand. All right, folks. Well, I, I want to give an opportunity to each of you to describe sort of what the DAP is, uh, what that you're working on, and and uh, what you guys do. Um, so, do you want to go in that order? XSwap, do you want to go first? Sure. So, like, for those who don't know, XSwap is like a deep trying to be the DeFi hub of most, not just the EMM. We are like. Uh, building a couple of other products too, besides the um, AMM, like Launchpad and Lending. We have partnered with Synapse. They will help us build build a low slip stable swap. And like 
we are also working on uh, liquidity balancer as well and and like besides that we have like another product under the xop brand called naming a uh, naming service called e evm ms and uh, another product which is an order book text and perp called evlin protocol so we are currently totally focused on xop but we will be working on those expanding our team after xop launch all those will be funded from the xop project super and like we have partnered with injective protocol akash network and luna so like injective will list our token on day one and then akash is like helping us uh, deploying our front end our governance forum and like we will also be running a validator node so akash will help us in those in setting up node as well and and luna will probably like provide us the initial liquidity for the depth sounds great uh kinesis do you want to go next yeah i can go next so yeah we're kinesis um the stable swap on evmos and for the causes ecosystem um you know with the coming of evmos we kind of envision a lot of different stable coins kind of coming into the causes ecosystem you know like usdt usdc dai um there's just a lot of untapped potential um with a lot of stable coins that can now enter the causes ecosystem through evmos you know we allow users to swap stable coins um with other stable coins with the lowest fees and the lowest slippage and our goal as kinesis is to kind of build the ecosystem together um not only with the evmos team but also with all future protocols and you know we've been making a very big effort on kind of reaching out to other protocols and kind of um establish partnerships and kind of um share information that we could you know give to others and that others can give to us we kind of want to take the approach of you know um let's kind of you know build the evmos ecosystem together um you know and it's not just like one one protocol's job it's like every protocol must succeed to kind of build the uh, uh underlying infrastructure for all of evmos Yeah, that point really resonates. Um I think we had the fusion team up here a month or so ago and the point came up where, you know, there's a ton of AMMs that are deploying to Evmos uh and somebody asked whether uh those AMMs competed with Osmosis and I think the resounding answer that all the speakers sort of concluded was that no, uh all of the dapps that are deploying to Evmos uh fill some sort of niche uh for the ecosystem that differs from Osmosis's role as the interchain AMM uh and it'll be super important to fill niches for native uh EVM liquidity uh, for Evmos versus uh IBC liquidity which is uh what Osmosis does um but yeah that that's a great point I'm glad you brought it up uh, Kinesis team Uh oh I think we've lost Albert uh from Costland unfortunately. Uh Albert if you're still around uh please raise your hand so we can bring you back up again. Uh great. Okay, well next next question I guess Xswap and Kinesis. What 
why have you decided to launch on uh, on Evmos? Do you have, you know, right, is this a, a totally greenfield deployment or have you launched elsewhere and are planning to migrate onto Evmos day one? No, we are like building a native D app on Evmos. And for the reason for choosing Evmos is like we we like the Cosmos ecosystem and Evmos provides like IBC compatibility as well as EVM compatibility. So you can bridge liquidity with EVM chains, most of the EVM chains, and then you can like yeah, people can bridge their IBC chain assets too. So like Evmos is very unique. Like there is tons of EVM chains, but they don't like provide the IBC compatibility. So Nomad is like helping us uh, with with bridging from the EVM chains. Super, yeah. And I see Nomad uh, and Pranay are in the audience, heart reacting to that. Um, Perfect. Thanks for thanks for that answer. Uh, Kinesis, how about yourself? Is this a greenfield deployment? Kinesis, looks like we've lost uh, lost that. Oh no, there they are. Still can't hear you, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we've been having some trouble with the Twitter Spaces. Um, moving on though, Pranay uh, and Nomad, if you guys want to come up here and uh, and chime in on your thoughts please feel free to i also see diffusion in the audience diffusion if you're uh wanting to speak uh, i've invited you and cronus as well to come up here and speak uh yeah i don't know well, what's wrong with twitter today i i i could hear everyone when i was a listener but when i joined as a speaker then it threw me like it threw my audio for some reason, super weird. Yeah, these are just the technical limitations we have to deal with, I guess. Um, but hey, Pranay, welcome. Uh, you're muted. I see Kinesis is back in the audience as well. And so is Albert. Hey, maybe, maybe it's because we have too many speakers up on stage. Do you think that's why I also these issues are happening? I orbital apes. The listener, um, NFT project deploying on Evmos. Yeah, folks, this is your moment to shine. If you're deploying to Evmos and want to have a moment to explain what your DAP is, this is the time. But since XSwap uh, is, oh, Kinesis is back. Kinesis, if you can talk, please let us know. Otherwise, we're going to move on with the questions uh, for XSwap and Costland. Okay. One last chance for someone who hasn't spoken yet to speak. Albert from Costland or Orbital Apes, can you guys say something? Hey, everyone. Uh, hello. Hey, Albert. How's it going? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, back. Uh, okay. So I, I'm back. Uh, about, about the uh, first question, I, I can I can re reply you now. I think. Yeah. Go on. Oh, cool. So Coast and Lending Protocol uh, is an enhanced fork of uh, Compound Protocol. We will be the first many market on Emos ecosystem. We are aiming to create a safe 
open and transparent decentralized money market. So, um, so the, the the second question is what? Oh man, we lost you again. Oh no. Hey, no, actually, you're still here. Can you can you continue? Yes. Uh, so, what what what's the second question? The second question was why Evmos uh, and whether you've deployed elsewhere and you'll be bridging liquidity over to Evmos or this is going to be your first initial deployment. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, I, I think the, the the Cosmos ecosystem ha has been going fast, attracting massive new DeFi users to join. However, uh, Ethereum still holds the most TVL users and the developers in DeFi. Uh, Amos is an application agnostic chain that will be interoperable with Ethereum mainnet, EVM compatible environments, and other BFT chains via IBC, making it easy for users and developers to interact seamlessly between chains. So, by leveraging their respective chains, we believe Amos will be. Uh, will have a great future in the DeFi world. So, in another word, we see the potential. So, uh, that's why we choose to deploy on Amos. So, uh, that is. Got it. Thank you. Yeah, that seems to be a reoccurring theme of of just really bullish on the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole. Um, so, who hasn't spoken yet? Or Orbital Apes. You guys want to go ahead and give your answer? Uh, sure. How are you? Can you hear me there? Yeah, we can hear you. So the question is why Evmos, right? Well, the question first of all is is what is Orbital Apes and what 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 is this project? And this is your chance to sort of explain that to the audience. Awesome. Glad to see the community here. So Orbital Apes is a new NFT collection. We're going to deploy in FMOS, but that's just the beginning. We're also planning several new steps in the roadmap, uh, some DeFi features and GameFi. So the, the NFT collection is just the introduction to the community. And we have big plans that we're going to continue to announce throughout this week. We want to keep some things a secret as we get closer to the launch date because we want to be unique in this aspect, but we're fully ready to deploy whenever we have the chance. That's why we're, we were so eager to see this community call. We're waiting for Evmos. Perfect. And yeah, could you talk a little bit about why, you know, have you deployed a different project elsewhere or, you know, why have, are you so excited about Evmos in the first place? So there's a few reasons. So first of all, our team consists on, of Solidity developers. So like we're strong in that area and we fully believe in the Cosmos ecosystem. So we're working in what we're strong at and we want to harness the power of this ecosystem, like every protocol that's being built on it and the community, especially. Right now with the marketing we've done with Orbital Apes, we've seen a really good reception from the community. So we're excited to work with this if we get enough traction, we're really going to push our projects. Awesome, awesome. And one last question, since you guys are an NFT project, are you working with any of the NFT marketplaces that are deploying to Evmos, or are you excited about Stargate? Okay, so actually, 
part of the collection is going to be to deploy our own marketplace. So it's going to include a lot of features that you can see in the big chains. Uh, we're especially excited about this project. Super. So that's some alpha that just leaked there. Great. <laughs> we had to say it. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yes, guys. Join the community calls every week and you'll get all the alphas. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to everyone, all of the projects that are on the stage right now, as well as some of the projects in the audience. I'm looking forward to you folks publishing your airdrop criteria. Um, I don't want to, to, to be presumptuous here, but I'm assuming that uh, a lot of it will, might go to, to Evmos stakers. Um, but also I'm very, very curious to see how, we, how you guys will get creative in rewarding uh, the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem, as well as Evmos participants who aren't necessarily stakers. So super excited about that. And I hope the audience is too. Um, any last? Sorry, go on. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to add something. The another huge benefit um, for Orbital Apes and the rest of the NFT um, projects out there um, by deploying on Evmos, your users will get um, usage rewards by interacting directly with the marketplaces and also with. Uh, the NFTs themselves. So the more you use the uh, protocols on the DeFi applications and all the NFT applications, the more usage rewards you will get. And also Orbital Apes will be able to get 50% of the transaction fees uh, from all the users that interact directly with their um, marketplace and with the rest of the NFTs. So that's a huge pros because it's also able to fund new projects and new teams that are deploying directly on Evmos. And it's also able to incentivize users um, to interact with these applications. So um, that's a huge benefit on deploying, uh, of deploying to Evmos directly. So if you have no idea what usage incentives are uh, or what, what we're talking about here, please go read the Evmos uh, token model blog post because everything is explained over there in terms of the incentives available for both users and developers uh, on Ethnos. Anyway, uh, so closing out this segment, XSwap, Kinesis, Orbital Apes, uh, Costland, uh, do any of you folks have any closing thoughts before, uh, before we move on to the next segment? Uh, so for us, with our marketplace, a big focus is community. So if there's any other NFT collection that wants to deploy, uh, DM us and we're going to make sure to include you in our marketplace and in our ecosystem. Super. Yeah. And obviously, please, you know, go and follow all of the Twitter accounts, join the discords, the telegrams to stay up to date with all the latest announcements from each of these projects. There are also projects in the audience, uh, Cronus and Diffusion. Um, so follow those accounts as well um, if you want to hear the latest on, on what's going on. Sorry if I if your project deploy on Evmos and I've missed you. Um, just feel free to to let us know for next time. Uh, so we want to get to the Q and A section, but before that, I wanted to spend a little bit of time on uh, talking about some of the integrations that we'll see post launch. Uh, what we should be seeing uh, right when Evmos uh, goes live again 
uh, is uh, bridges to Ethereum being deployed uh, fairly soon after launch. And we have Pranay and Nomad to, if, if they want to chime in with uh, some of their thoughts there, feel free to. Um, I know a big question on people's minds has been the Osmosis integration. So when will we see uh, the Evmos token listed on Osmosis? Uh, Fede or Akash, do you guys want to say anything about that? Uh, yeah, I can chime in here. Uh, so regarding Osmosis, so our plan is to basically figure out if, you know, if, if Osmosis works within uh, the team's timelines, uh, what we're probably going to end up doing is within our own dashboard, we will likely add support for Osmosis. Uh, it's not going to be something that we block our mainnet launch on. Uh, it's something that we want to support uh, and probably within like weeks of launch, uh, but not day one. What that means is if you want to go and obtain Evmos tokens, like, you know, through other means, which are, which are like, you know, you, you basically use the Nomad Bridge to bring over Ethereum assets that can then basically be used to, you know, purchase Evmos tokens on like a DEX on Evmos. Um, and, and that'll kind of be like the initial way you're able to obtain like Evmos tokens beyond just like, uh, you know, um, beyond just like staking and whatnot. And, and staking will initially be like disabled for a little bit. Uh, and it'll eventually be re-enabled when we see the network stabilizes. But yeah, this is this is like the rough kind of plan for onboarding like new Evmos users that may have not gotten into the airdrop, but like want to like use Evmos. Super, yeah. And I just want to emphasize this point because a lot of folks were confused about the whole ledger integration thing and, uh, folks, I just want to say it's pushing third-party code or pushing code to third-party code bases is hard, um, especially for a small team uh, like the Evmos team, uh, because you know we're we're working, you know, with other people's repos, other people's code standards, and their review processes are different, and so we're fairly lucky that the Kepler team uh, are are so close to us, and we managed to to figure out a way to, to push. Uh, code to uh, the Kepler repo. But generally, these sorts of integrations take time and we need to work within the Osmosis team's roadmap in order to get Evmos uh, uh, listed, especially because it's not your run-of-the-mill Cosmos chain. The fact that Evmos uh, uses the Ethereum key uh, derivation path for its accounts um, means that there's a little bit more leg, uh, leg room for error. There's a little bit more we have to do when we're doing deposits and withdrawals through IBC for, for osmosis. And there's a little bit more care we need to, to, to take to, to make sure that users don't end up with lost or locked funds. And so um, that's the only reason I think we're, we're taking our time with it. And if, if the community thinks that it's super important to have the osmosis integration at launch. Well, that means that we'll have to push some timelines further out, but we're, we're open to that. So please feel free to make your voice heard, uh, tweet at us, uh, post in the Discord, and, and we'll take your feedback into account as always. Um, and with that, we can move into the Q&A section. We have about 15 minutes left, and we already have a few folks on stage right now. 
who can who can ask their questions. Uh, I think Chloe, you're you're reacting hard there. Do you want to? Do you have something to say? Hello. Hey. Good evening. Good evening. Hey. Uh, yeah. Thank you for bringing me on the stage for this opportunity. Uh, yeah. Good evening, everybody. Uh, okay. So I'm Chloe. I come from the Phantom community. The Phantom uh, ecosystem, and uh, I, I am excited to see what you guys uh, uh, going to do. And I know that uh, you are Ethereum uh, compatible, so I'm curious. On your roadmap, do you have a, a goal in the near future to collaborate with the Phantom? I mean, Phantom is uh, EVM. Uh, uh, compatible as well, so there is possibility. And also, I know that uh, probably it's a much smaller uh, blockchain for you guys. But in a way, you also have a, a lot more better um, advantages. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for that question, Sadia uh, Akash. Feel free to to answer, and also uh, Pranay or Nomad account. Feel free to, to talk about, I don't know if you guys support Phantom yet, but I uh, would love to hear from you. Yeah, let me, let me, let me chime in on that. So yeah, regarding integrations, um, you know, the, the way we're kind of prioritizing it at the moment is, you know, we're, we're kind of like Cosmos first and then, you know, the next layer down is like, we put anything that's like EBM compatible, uh, like connecting EVM compatible after. So, you know, Nomad can probably chime in on the ability to like talk to other EVMs, but basically uh, given that we will be integrating Nomad um, pretty pretty thoroughly, um, it will be possible to go from like EVM to EVM. And, uh, you know, on our end, what that means is, you know, that, uh, we don't have to kind of think about, hey, like we got to go talk to the fancy team and, and you know, like manage kind of uh, relationships and stuff. Instead, what it means is like we can just use open code standards, and, like deploy them across different EVMs. And, you know, whenever Nomad gets deployed on, on like other EVMs, it'll just work effectively. Exactly. Um, hey, Chloe, nice to meet you. And, and this is actually great timing because the number one priority for us on the Nomad core team is to make our deployments much faster, much easier, and very safe for us to do in a short amount of time. So that's what everybody on the Eng team is focused on right now and getting to a point where we can deploy on an EVM compatible chain uh, within a day. We can decide in the morning and get that deployment done as early as that afternoon and then go enjoy a tea or a coffee. That's where we're headed right now. Um, obviously, we have a couple assumptions around that in order to facilitate our deployments, which is high EVM equivalence, um, which is a buzzy word that basically means how easy is it to just change the RPC URL and deploy the same um, Solidity contract and have it work seamlessly. And given Phantom's kind of longevity and, and maturity in the ecosystem, that should be pretty much there. So I think that part is assured. The other bit that we need is just a stable RPC provider, which I imagine uh, I'm already in touch with the Phantom team, but I will I will kick kick up that call and um, that chat and see what infrastructure resources we need to move forward. 
But um, one of our advantages at Nomad is because Nomad doesn't have a validator set or like a heavy external verifier set that requires coordinating, it's just smart contracts and a very lightweight off-chain agent setup. It's very easy for us to deploy and expand to more EVM chains. So our roadmap not only includes Phantom, but Polygon, Gnosis Chain, BNB, uh, Avalanche, uh, Arbitrum, Optimism, and we're already on Moonbeam and Milkameda C1. So part of our goals at, at the end of Q1 and Q2 is to ramp up to all of these chains. And of course, uh, connect Evmos to everybody. And so not only will you be able to bridge from Ethereum to Evmos, and then like the XSwap team was saying, use IBC to go throughout the Cosmoverse, you can also bridge directly from Evmos to Avalanche or any of these other chains as well. So we're super excited about facilitating this, and I'm really happy you brought it up, and the, the timing is very serendipitous. So thanks for the question, Chloe. Thank you. That was a fabulous answer. Thank you very much. I'm working for the Phantom Alert. Uh, you know, it's a Phantom Alert community. So if you want to uh, come on to, you know, get to know the team or, or just make the right connection, uh, hit me up and uh, we can make uh, AMA for you and uh, do whatever we can to help you onboarding. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. I will. Thank you. Thanks, Chloe. Appreciate it. Um, folks, there, you know, I don't know if, uh, if you've seen, but there's uh, accounts with the Evmos logo in their profile uh, who are in the audience. Uh, not sure that these particular accounts are, are scammers or not, but I just wanted to raise a flag that, uh, unfortunately, as the community grows, there are more and more uh, scams targeting our audiences and our community members. I uh, just wanted to let you folks know that this is the only official Evmos account. Um, and hopefully, I mean, we can get a blue tick at some point down the line. Uh, but don't get fooled uh, by scam accounts and uh, none, of, none, of the, none of us or the community mods who will ever ask you for a seed phrase or a private key. Um, Please be vigilant. Uh, with that said, we have a few more speakers to get through and questions to answer. Uh, Anthony, Anthony DiPrinzio. Uh, sorry, I butchered that name. What's up, Anthony? Do you have a question for us? Yes, yes, I do. Um, yeah, so basically, I wanted to know what is the best way that people can contribute to this project? Like, is there specific things on GitHub or? other areas where you could need support? Because I know people have been talking about that in the community and I just wanted to, to ask that more generally. That is a fantastic question, Anthony. And if I may say so, you have a silky smooth voice. Um, but yeah, I'll let Fede answer because I think there are some needs uh, on the core team. Um, but just from my view, uh, the best way to get involved is to hop in the Discord uh, get your questions answered. I think the first part to being a great community member uh, is to, to uh, you know, learn as much as possible uh, about what Evmos is about and how it operates and who the team is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the next step up is keeping the team accountable and making your voice heard as far as, uh, you know, letting the team know what you guys want to see out of Evmos. In case you don't know, Evmos does not have any VC backing. There has not been a private sale or a pre-sale of, of any tokens so far. Uh, Evmos is 100% uh, 
community funded through grants from uh, the Cosmos Hub community pool. Um, and so, and if you want to go look at the original grant proposal, it was proposal 44 on the Cosmos Hub uh, chain. So go look at that to see why Evmos was funded in the first place. It used to be called uh, the Ethermint project. Um, and that's why we think it's important for the community to keep uh, the team on track and accountable uh, and to make sure that uh, uh, they're involved and uh, constantly providing feedback for what they'd like to see from the Evnos chain. Uh, secondly, we have all of these projects up on stage. Please feel free to connect uh, with them, to follow their announcements and to ask them questions because uh, I'm sure they'd appreciate that as well. And that helps uh, them build better products for you. Uh, but also I'll let Fede and Akash answer because I know that uh, we have some needs on the, on the core team. Fede Akash, do you guys have an answer here? for how to get the community involved? Um, yeah, it's a, I think it's a good question. So um, there's like a variety of ways to be involved. Um, you know, one is to, one, one is to be on Discord and just like hang out and, you know, post, post some quality like meme material. It's always welcome. Uh, another option is to ask questions, have like discussions on Evmo that are like, you know, like, why does the Evmos team do X? Not like, not like you know, the Evmos team, like, you know, I don't know, pushing PRs a certain way, but like, you know, what? why did the Evmos team choose to like make the withdraw module or et cetera? Like asking detailed technical questions is always welcome. Uh, I think um, aside from just like asking questions, like some stuff I would also like to see is, um, you know, people people kind of like poking around our code base. Uh, I would love to see like just more random people just like, you know, uh, looking at the Evmos GitHub and, you know, telling us like, hey, like this is a way we can like improve things. Um, I think feedback is always awesome in that regard. Uh, I've just listed a bunch of like kind of engineering heavy ways to get involved. Um, I feel like I'm not as creative on some of the other ways that people can get involved. So maybe I'm not the right person to ask for that. I, th I think engineering is fine. I mean, there are a bunch of issues I know on both the Evmos repo and the Ethermint repo that are that are open that might need addressing. Um, so yeah, that's always a great place to start for, uh, for folks who are developers. Um, and as you mentioned, for folks who aren't developers, things like memes are always appreciated and lift the team spirits. I think for me, any any question is great besides when Evmos. I think that would be fantastic. I hope we've answered the when Evmos question on this call and and that moving forward, uh, we can get a few more uh, creative questions as well. Um, I also see that, oh, sorry, go on, Akash. No, I was just gonna add that, um, you know, I, I also think that like uh, one thing to highlight is that like the Evmos project definitely welcomes volunteers. Uh, like we we don't want to, we also like when, when we say that it's also like when you're a volunteer it's like um it, you know working <laughs> working on a project without any um you know promise of pay is like not ideal obviously but I think the way I see it is like you know there will be like grants in place in order to like fund people who want to work on initiatives. 
and we're still like ramping up kind of the the overall like program and uh it's like somewhat live and you're able to kind of go through a process but um yeah uh i think you know one way to look at it is like evmos uh evmos is just pretty interested in just having volunteers uh but also just like if you want to be like a core dev there's not really like a formal process to to be involved um so um, for yeah for sure yeah. sorry just really quickly um if i can make a suggestion uh i i saw your grants program and it, it really got my keister going it was it was super interesting um but if if somebody submits a pr that gets merged to a repo maybe you could give them a grant for doing that perhaps maybe that could be something interesting to get people more involved i don't know just something i might be personally interested in totally totally anthony i think your keister has the right idea here um we definitely want to encourage folks to get involved through pushing prs which are pull requests by the way on github um and so if you're at all curious and in, in, if you know how to write in go uh, Golang, uh, and are interested in contributing to Evmos, definitely uh, can talk about uh, how to fund that work through a grant. So reach out to our grant program manager, uh, and uh, we'll have that conversation ASAP. Uh, folks, we're at time, but I know that there are a few more people who want to ask their questions. We'll have, let's see, uh, we'll have Michael go next, and then G, and then we'll call it a day. So what's up, Michael? Awesome, thanks. Um... Pretty sure, I'm not sure if, if uh, how much of this was covered, um, but I was wondering if there was an estimation for how long it would take to get Kepler integrated. Um, so, go ahead. Yeah, great question. So Kepler already works with Evmos. Um, it's just that at launch we had issues with uh, the ledger integration through Kepler. Mm -hmm. So how long would that take? Because like I, I like many people use a ledger. Yeah. So. One thing that we want to make sure of is that Ledger users can claim their airdrop, and that will definitely be possible when we launch. Um, and we've made sure to change the Kepler extension such that there are no foot guns uh, for Ledger users to accidentally lock their funds or anything like that. Um, now, unfortunately, using Ledger through Kepler uh, is not going to be possible in the long term for anything other than claiming. So what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to migrate your unclaimed balance to a different account, to a MetaMask account, let's say, and claim your balance from there. And that's how Ledger users are going to do it. Uh, but from there on in, uh, Ledger support is actually really, really difficult to get working on Kepler. And so our recommendation will be to switch to using a ledger on MetaMask. So if you download the Ethereum app on your ledger, you should be able to just use MetaMask and that should work just fine, uh, if cool. that makes sense. Yeah, that's actually probably a better user experience for, for you know, users coming over from just regular Ethereum. Um, exactly, exactly. So that said, like, how, um, how would I be able to get, I, I, I wasn't part of the, um, or I wasn't eligible for the airdrop, um, but as a developer, how would I be able to get tokens to eventually deploy onto mainnet, if not through osmosis? Yep, that is such a good question. Uh, there, so as we mentioned, uh, if you listen to the recording of this call a little bit earlier, we talked about the delay in osmosis, the potential delay in an osmosis integration. Luckily, 
Nomad has you covered as well as uh, XSwap and Kinesis and basically all Diffusion and all of the apps in the audience and on stage have you covered in terms of sourcing some liquidity. So if you have Ethereum, uh, if you have Ethereum-based tokens, you can port them over to Evmos and then use one of these dApps to to trade in your Ethereum liquidity for native Evmos liquidity. Uh, oh, if that makes wow. sense. That's wild. So like I kind of unstaked a lot of my 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 atoms and my Osmo to eventually switch over. So should I not do is there really no way for me to kind of like um swap for um a Cosmos based token? Uh on Evmos you mean? There will be a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're trying to get that support ASAP. Um, mm-hmm. But it may take a couple of days after relaunch, if that makes sense. So it won't oh. be like it won't be like one month after relaunch. It'll be more on the order of magnitude of like, let's say a week. Oh, all right, cool. That's not bad at all. Then yeah, yeah. I guess it depends. Like, kind of, you know, if if um, if you're okay, like waiting on the time frame of weeks, you know, like then then it like makes then it, then it makes sense to like wait for kind of the Cosmos asset support. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you want to like hop in earlier to Evmos tokens and get that liquidity, like the early liquidity, the early liquidity is going to show up, I think, on like the Evmos chain itself, and then you're going to have to bridge your choice of assets from Nomad over to over to Evmos. Um, so it kind of depends, like you know, do you want to be like in the first liquidity? Do you want to like wait a little bit till it stabilizes and then kind of insert your liquidity? Like, um, yeah, yeah. But by the way, you'll be able so you can you'll be able to IBC over your atom and convert them into EVM tokens, um, and from there you'll be able to trade those atom those EVM atom tokens on places like XSwap and Diffusion and whatnot. Um, so that should that should I mean that that will also take a little not as much as maybe a whole osmosis integration. Interesting. There might be a couple of game plans, you know, that you could, um, like when we launched the testnet, um, I think, I think there's a couple of game plans you could perhaps outline to, to, to think about, uh, how you could get early access to Evmo, uh, yeah. in terms of just yeah. like, you know, how, how do you get it when it launches? And I, and I think there's going to be kind of multiple paths. Um, so Definitely. And Michael, I just I just want to say that these are exactly the kinds of questions we love to get because they get us to think about the user need and how we can best serve them. Uh, awesome. And so, yeah, we knew, like we knew that this was obviously going to be something that users wanted, but we hadn't considered that, oh, people are unstaking their atom in preparation for this. So that like changes our timelines and and sort of gives us more feedback on what we should be prioritizing. So thank you for answering that question. Yeah, I do have one more question, if I may. Um, Please. I, so um, this is a, more of a technical question. So does Evmos act as sort of like a hub for other Evmos or Ethernet-based chains? And um, that said, does that mean I can query potentially query, query across chains? Uh, yes. Yeah, so. I think the the thesis here is that a lot of the dApps that are deploying to Evmos are going to want to eventually spin out into their own chain. 
uh, into their own EVM chains using the Ethermint module. And so it's in the roadmap to make this as easy as possible uh, for, for, for these dApps. Um, I don't know if, if XSwap or Nesis or anyone here has those plans, but uh, yeah, basically uh, the Evmos team will be working to, to make this as easy as possible. And also for new chains that want to spin up their own uh, EVM ecosystems, um, we're going we're gonna to try to make it as easy as possible for them to leverage all of the infrastructure uh, that Evmos already uh, is supported by, for example, Gnosis Safe or Covalent, uh, or et cetera, et cetera, these sorts of uh, uh, pieces of infrastructure. Uh, but thanks, Michael. Really, really great questions. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, thanks for taking the time and having me. Of course. And uh, G, your last on the list. Do you have a question for us? Uh, hi, yeah, and thank you. It's uh, been nice to hear it. It's very clear and concise. I just have a simple question. I don't know if it's been answered, but I just want to know the process of uh, purchasing the tokens. Will it be an ICO? What is the process? And if people in North America will be allowed to participate? Because a lot of yeah. projects, uh, we get shafted. Yeah, understandable. Um, so there, ha there has been an airdrop. And unfortunately, if you aren't eligible, then that's OK. Um, but the, the airdrop basically gave away 50% of the Genesis drop. Uh, the 10% of the Genesis drop was also allocated to the community pool. So that's 60% of all tokens in existence right now going towards a public allocation. And the reason for this is once again, Evmos was, is not VC funded. There were no private sales. There's no ICO. Um, and it was 100% community funded through grants. And that's why the Evmos team felt that they had to uh, give a large portion of the Genesis supply back to the community. So that once again, that's 50% in the airdrop and 10% the community pool. Um, so with that being said, where will you be able to get the token uh, post-launch? Well, we have all of these fine dApps that are providing uh, liquidity pools. And I imagine that if you have uh, either uh, Ethereum liquidity or Cosmos liquidity, you're going to be able to uh, port that liquidity over to Evmos and trade on the native dApps uh, for Evmos tokens. And that would be the best way, at least in the first few days, uh, to, to get Evmos tokens if you haven't been eligible for the Evmos airdrop. If you are eligible for the Evmos airdrop, I hear that once the staking rewards get turned back on, that APRs are going to be uh, pretty decent. Um, and that's all hearsay. I'm not really sure what the actual numbers are going to be. So don't take my word for it. Check it out yourself. And always do your own research. Uh, well, thanks for the question, GIC, that you've dropped. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being a part of this community call. I think. Uh, it was great as always, uh, especially great to have a ton of dApps on stage, as well as Nomad and Pranay, uh, who are mainstays on the calls. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess we'll call it here and have a good day, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Evmos weekly community call recorded on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. 
This episode of the Ether was brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often ate the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls and it reports it. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle. Kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two Thank you.
Spaces. Spaces.